Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 11th episode of season two of the painful truth of living with chronic pain. We're your hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Robert. And today we're going to talk about side effects with medications and kind of how to handle that. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, there are many, many side effects, especially to the medications that I'm on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure others are on as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So before we do that, make sure you go to limitlessbroadcasting.com after the show. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, whatever you can do, wherever you're listening to the show right now. And keep an eye on our Instagram at Limitless Broadcasting because there will actually be launched by now. (laughs) There's a Kickstarter campaign that we have out now for a cartoon project that we're working on. So you will get all the information there. Yes. By the time this goes out, that will be launched Mm -hmm. we are i'm just going to put it out there we're launching a new campaign or new not a new campaign i'm sorry but a new cartoon Mm -hmm. our sister station 1950 studios is producing its first ever cartoon Mm -hmm. for a streaming service so we're excited we have already are in talks with two old or star trek stars to voice characters in it and we're excited it's Mm going to be phenomenally awesome so please go to kickstarter well it's going to be kickstarter slash dupla city it's called dupla city d-o-o-p-l-a city yeah so if you guys would go and donate and help our campaign go you won't be disappointed again Mm -hmm. we already are in talks with two Star Trek stars to star in this. Yep. So 
Thank you. All right. So what side effect do you want to talk about first? You know, I'm going to let you kick this off and I will add to it because you're the pharmacist in that in the group. So, okay. So we'll say these are side effects from medications you take. And then also, I guess, kind of, you want to think of it like side effects due to your pain issues, pain issues. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to think of it like that, things that come about that are not just pain related. So, right. One of the things that first comes to mind is you have trouble sleeping. Yes. So we have gone through a lot of medications. So a we varying degree of medications for sleeping. Yes, yes. So we started with the standby of Benadryl because a lot of sleeping medications that are available over the counter, like Zequil, anything this is, is a sleep aid. If you look at the ingredients, it's the same as what's in Benadryl. So why is that? Why is Benadryl a sleep aid? Yeah, why do they just do that? Because it's if you look at Benadryl boxes, it'll say it's an antihistamine. It's for allergies, sneezing, those sort of things that you think about. But its major side effect of that medication is that it makes you sleepy. So most cough and cold medications and sleep aids actually put Benadryl in it. So you'll see it's called diphenhydramine. So you'll see that on the ingredients list. And, and that's now, the same as Benadryl. And now you know why Sammy is kicking this episode off. <laughs> exactly. So that was our first thing that we tried because that's standard. A lot of people who can't sleep go to sleep aids and I know it's Benadryl. So we have Benadryl at home. Take one or two of those at night, see if that works. It didn't. It did not. Then we put you on melatonin. So melatonin, you actually have melatonin in your body already. That's what regulates your sleep cycle. So that's what kind of tells you, okay, it's getting late. I'm going to get tired and go to sleep. There's lots of other things like your environment, you know, it's dark outside, it's triggers, basically. If you take melatonin, the idea is it helps kind of reset your circadian rhythm. Your circadian rhythm? Circadian rhythm. And it helps reset basically your sleep cycle, if you think of it that way. And you learn all this in pharmacy school. Mm. Yeah. Wow, keep going. So we actually had you taking like 20 milligrams at one point of melatonin. And it can be slow to work because it is resetting everything. So it can take a couple weeks maybe to really kick in. But we did it for months Months. and nothing. It did not work. We did in combination with Benadryl. It did not work. Right. So then I think you're next. Thing that you took was trazodone. Oh, yes. I remember that drug. Yes. So trazodone originally, and still use it, is for depression. So if you look right. it up on the internet, it's going to say it's for mood disorders, primarily just depression. But another side effect of that medication is drowsiness, making people really sleepy. But trazodone is really all over the place. Some people take a small dose, 50 milligrams. And they're knocked out. Do you know what you have me on like 150 milligrams? That's the problem. Some people have to take all the way up to 300 milligrams to get that effect. And then we tried 300. We we were all over the place. Yeah, but it didn't help. No, the problem, it did work for you. It did, okay. I'm sorry. But it made you very tired the next day. And that was something that wasn't going away. So we kind of gave up on the trazodone. It does have benefits if you're also depressed. It can also help with your depression and with sleeping. It makes you kind of but, comatose, to be honest with you. Yeah, it makes like, you just 
honestly feels like a zombie. That's the problem. The next day you are not getting out of it. So you don't want to take a medication that makes you sleepy into the next day where you can't function. I'm sure a lot of you are, are on this medication and you Possibly. guys can agree with this, mm-hmm. that it makes you feel like a zombie the next day. You're mm-hmm. just, you just don't, you just give up the willpower to like care or want to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's not everybody will feel that way. Some people it'll work and I'll help with the depression symptoms and they may feel better on it. Well, that's what happened to me, I should exactly. say. Exactly. Yes. So that was the third thing that we tried. Then at some point in between one of your doctors, and I want to say it was pain management, was giving you amitriptyline. Yes. Which amitriptyline, again, if you look it up, it's going to say it's for depression or mood disorders, but it also helps some people with nerve pain so you feel that tingling that numbness in your extremities like your fingers your toes it supposedly helps with that not for everybody and it also can be very sedating so it can make you very tired but it really did none of the above when robbie took it it didn't help with any nerve issues that he had right and still has yeah i don't know about any mood issues you were going through i don't know because you weren't on it that long so well in that time i was pretty much all over the place with my mood Mm -hmm. i was happy i was sad i was really angry Mm -hmm. just all over the place and it did not help with the sleeping issue so no we gave up on that now mind you pain management took forever and a day to stop sending it over to have me fill it for you don't we still have vials of it at home we might have some somewhere because i know you didn't finish taking it it just it didn't work but that is an option if right. you haven't tried it and you have the nerve issues and depression and all that it may help you it may help you sleep because some people it works really well okay it just depends okay and now you're taking hydroxyzine to help you sleep at night so this is another one if you look it up it'll say it can help with allergies for, it says it's for itching right yeah so it can help with itchiness, allergy reactions. It also can help with anxiety. So some people will take it during the day to help with anxiety. They may take it like up to three times a day to help with that. Yes. And a lot of people will take it at bedtime only because they can't really take it during the day because it makes them tired. Mm -hmm. But in your case, that's what we want. So you take it at bedtime to help you sleep. And so far, this has been the one that's helped. I actually take that and I take two Benadryl at night. Mm -hmm. So and so this is what's been helping me because I'll take I'll actually start taking my sleeping medication at eight. Mm-hmm. Actually, I lied to you. I'll probably take it. At, I start taking it at seven. Mm-hmm. So by the time we're ready to go to bed at, well, we go to bed at 10, 10, mm-hmm. 30, 11, I'm ready to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And with that and the Benadryl, it just works overdose. Mm-hmm. Well, an overdose, but hand in hand, I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's been the best one so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so sometimes, a lot of times, you have to go through a lot of choices to find something that actually works. Mm-hmm. And if the first three things don't work, don't give up because there's still other options. Oh my God. I've tried so many different medications. Mm-hmm. It's unreal of how much stuff we've tried and not tried and discontinued and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. 
And there's a lot of medications that are for depression that also help with sleeping. Why is that? Because they make you tired, a lot of them. So it's just a side effect. So for if you want it to help for depression, mm-hmm. you want them to be tired? No, it's a side effect. Okay. But a lot of people who are depressed may have trouble sleeping, so it, it benefits them. Okay. You know, or if you, you have a chronic illness, you might have some depression with it and have trouble sleeping. So you're going to help yeah. the illness, help the sleeping, help all of it. Right. Which like the amitriptyline where it does like three different things. Yes. So, but and I mean, for the nerve pain, you, you've done like Cymbalta too, which. Cymbalta did not work at all. Didn't. And it actually caused stomach side effects. So, I guess we got, we can get into that one next. <laughs> So if I recall with Cymbalta, it was giving you diarrhea. Yep. So it was. that's not fun. I mean, no one wants to take a medication that's causing that issue, but there's, there's a lot of balancing. So when you're on pain medications, like an opioid in particular, it causes constipation. Yes. That's a big thing. And we, I spent, I don't really do it now because a different pharmacy field, but when I was in retail, I spent a lot of time counseling people, even when they got a short-term medication, like after surgery or something, they needed to take something like a stool softener and a laxative to help them stay regular because the constipation with an opioid is guaranteed. It's going to cause you to get backed up. As many times as I was taking Percocet a day, I was up to seven a day. I hope you weren't up to seven a day. No, I was. Because that's what they were telling me to do. If it didn't work, just increase my dose. I would not recommend that. And I was getting that from pain management. And they were like, well, if it doesn't work, take another one. I wouldn't recommend Go that. Go to what, where it was helping I you. I told you that. Don. Of course she did. Okay, disclaimer. I would not recommend that. If your pain medication is not working, number one, that means you need to discuss changing your pain medication. You may need to change the dose or change the medication altogether. That is the first discussion. Number two, do not take more of your pain medication than what is written on the bottle and what the doctor prescribed because you will run out early. And guess what? Your friendly pharmacist is not going to refill that for you early because the doctor told you to take more. Not saying you're lying. Not saying you're lying. No, but I'm just telling you what they told me to do. That is asinine and that is the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard and I'm sorry I missed that conversation because I would have happily explained that to her do not do that <laughs> I could see that in the in the pain management room do not do that's that. that's so absurd I think and, Sammy would actually say that's dumb in fact there are a lot of people listening who maybe are on pain medications maybe experiencing this there are a lot of people out there who take like an extended release pain medication so what something kind of that they take do that they take probably once or twice a day i know but which ones like so there's extended release oxycodone okay there's extended release morphine that's a really common one then you can go all the way up to like fentanyl patches which you wear and mm-hmm. those are extended release that's not what i was on in the hospital no okay. you're on hydromorphone which is not they make a hydromorphone though that's extended release too and then there's like new there's there's a lot of pain medication options out there that you would take once or twice a day. And the idea is you take them scheduled. So it's not as needed as much. You take it, you know, basically like what we call around the clock. So you're taking it 
eight in the morning and eight at night to help regulate your pain. Okay. You don't want to reach that level though, because okay. that's terrible to have to take pain medication like that. But those people will sometimes get breakthrough pain medications. So they'll get something short acting. So like oxycodone, okay. hydrocodone, tramadol, probably non-tramadol because that's a lot weaker than the narcotics, but something like that. Now I those you may get from the doctor and you may get 30 of them and it says, you know, take as needed uh-huh. for pain. So the doctor may verbally tell you if you're having a bad pain day, you can take two in a day. But the expectation is going to be that those 30 pills are still going to last you at least 30 days because you should not be taking an excessive amount and you should only be taking it as needed. This is what pisses me off because I know that this particular provider of pain management also was not understanding why you were not using up your entire allotment of pain medication in 30 days like you were doing something wrong when you should be taking it as needed Mm -hmm. and not trying to rely on it Mm -hmm. if you can that's the problem because then you get addicted to it when you're in pain management they want to stick you on percocet and all these other pain management drugs and they want you to live off of them Mm -hmm. and me i take them as needed but I don't want to live off of them. Mm-hmm. I want to get, get rid of them. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm, it's been a uphill battle. It still is a battle. I'm still, mm-hmm. we're not saying past tense. This is still a battle and we're going mm-hmm. on with it. But when you do get prescribed any sort of opioid pain medication, whether it's from pain management or it's like a short term for surgery or something that you have, they should counsel you going back to our original point on taking something to help with the constipation your pharmacist at your local cvs walgreens grocery store Publix, Kroger, whatever wherever you're at they can help you too but you'll want to take probably a laxative and a stool softener the problem with stool softeners is they make it you're gonna hate this entire conversation i'm sorry you, they it makes it softer so it's easier to go but it doesn't get things moving so that's why you may need like a, a laxative and that's a stool softener that just does that yeah the stool softener but if you add in a laxative so they make combination ones like senecot which has senicides and docusate in it docusate is a stool softener so it makes it easier to go the senicides actually help get things moving miralax is another one it's called osmotic it basically pulls water in and makes it so that you can get rid of it. I'm not trying to overload you with poop details. <laughs> I'm sorry, your face is just If anybody terrible. knows me, this is the worst topic in the world for me. It is, but it's I, good to talk about. I had sisters growing up that talked about this very topic all the time. The color, <laughs> how many times they were going and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And it just traumatized me for life mm-hmm. and now i'm just like when everybody brings this up i'm just see i like we don't need to talk about this mm-hmm. you do you and i'll do me mm-hmm. and that point we don't it's a new point but it's good to talk about especially when you're having problems right and i'm still having problems because it's still okay so we're gonna get into this so we've actually been to the emergency room because I've been so backed up mm-hmm. that 
I was having pain in my side. I thought my appendix was bursting. Mm -hmm. And so they did like CAT scans and MRIs and everything like that. And they were like, oh, we might need to operate on you. Mm -hmm. They cleared the schedule to get me in Mm -hmm. because the pain I was causing Mm because I was hunched over. And it's all because I was backed up. Mm-hmm. And then and that's not fun to get rid of. Oh no! And because then, then you get some special drinks. And then we were actually were admitted into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I was because I found out different things about me. And because mm-hmm. we did a colonoscopy and we mm-hmm. did a scope mm-hmm. for different reasons, mm-hmm. but they cleared me out. So mm-hmm. I was literally taking. I have actually no idea. What, so, what was I taking? For a colonoscopy. No, I'm will... saying before that, like, what are, what were they giving me at night? Like, they would come in and say, here, drink this. It was in the brown cup. Are the lactulose? Lactulose. That <laughs> is... Disgusting. So, what I would take it like a shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I would literally pound it. I would shoot it. And then I would pound, like, a ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Every night. And they would, they would do this probably four times a day, three times a day. Yeah, that's standard for that. And they would come in at night, even if I was asleep, they would wake me up and say, here you go. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, bro, I'm dead asleep. And they were like, Robert, mm-hmm. wake up. It's mm-hmm. time for your medication. And like mm-hmm. the nurse would come in and she'd do my blood and they could make a whole new me with how much blood they took from me. Mm-hmm. But continue. Yeah. So, so yeah, if it gets really bad or you're really backed up, then you're basically going to have to take stuff like they do for colonoscopy preps to try and clean you out. So that can be anything from taking a lot of Miralax in a day to getting a prescription for something stronger. You may have to take magnesium citrate, which that's a good one to try and clean yourself out at home. It works usually pretty well. The and lime flavor, it's the best. You can buy it at CVS. It's lemon flavor. Lemon flavor, I'm sorry. Yes. You can buy it at CVS. It comes in clear bottles. Mm-hmm. And the lemon flavor it is the best. I've been told that too. You can take, for colonoscopies, you take two of them. So you have done that before. Yeah. But yeah, we have bought that to bring home for you to take as well and chug the whole bottle and wait for it to work. Yeah. It may work in 30 minutes and it can take up to six hours. Kind of sucks. It's like a waiting game to see what's going to work. If it's super, super bad, you might have to do an enema. And I'm pretty sure nobody wants to do that. So I think they were trying to get. Oh, no, I've done one of those before. Have you? In the hospital. Mm-hmm. They gave. Not an enema, but they give you a suppository. Yes, those are different. better than enemas. Still unpleasant. Very much so. Yes, I did. I just slipped one in in the shower mm-hmm. at the hospital. Yep. Here we go. Mm-hmm. We are really committed to this topic. But this now. is a big but problem yes, it for is. people on pain medication. So keep going. So this is it. So if you don't want to just rely on taking medications, although unfortunately I think if you're on an opioid for a long period of time. You're probably going to have to yeah. Miralax daily. Yes. Something to, because you got to keep it moving if you're going to be on the opioid. It's just going to keep screwing is, you up. What does your mom take at night? 
that's what I was going to get into. So there are other options for things you can take. Fiber is really important. So eating lots of fruits and vegetables, especially like green leafy vegetables, or will get cherries. You natural fiber. If and you get, eat a lot cherries. of cherries, that will help you. Thank I'm you. a big cherry person. For the contribution. Also, you can buy Metamucil or Benafiber. That's That'll give you a fiber boost and you can mix it into drinks. The Benafiber, you can mix into foods. So I it's take that tasteless. every night. Yeah, you can mix it in with whatever. You're not going to taste it. Metamucil has historically sold like an orange flavor, but there are unflavored fiber powders you can get now. That's something you can get fiber capsules. We buy those. Mm -hmm. So we load you up with a lot of fiber mm -hmm. plus the Miralax. We do we do fiber capsules mm -hmm. morning, afternoon, and night. Mm -hmm. And then I eat foods like cherries and salads and green things mm -hmm. to keep my diet. Mm -hmm. And then I take Metabucil at night. Mm -hmm. And sometimes after still doing all this, it doesn't work. Yeah. And it takes me a couple of days to actually get back on track, if you will. And it just. This annoys me because I will ask him to check in with me about it because I can help. But he doesn't want to talk about it. So he doesn't tell me. And then we end up in the hospital. <laughs> or at a doctor's office, feeling my belly and be like, mm -hmm. oh, man. But I like Dr. Thomas because he'll ask you to. So Yeah, Dr. Thomas is the best. Mm -hmm. I know he'll check on you. And it's he's been with us for the ride. Mm -hmm. 1950 Studios is producing its first ever cartoon for a streaming service. Deepo City is about a woman named Karen. She is a police officer in this crazy town where Everyone's trying to be the next star or influencer. All right, this is the Dupla City Pilot, written by Kelly Driscoll. Good morning, Dupla. Here's some surprising news. Once again, Dupla City has been named the most desirable place to live by the Dupla Times for the 10th straight year in a row. Mostly, I hope that it speaks to women and we can all find like this common ground. So please go to Kickstarter slash Dupla City. It's called Dupla City. D-O-O-P-L-A City. We're doing the starter campaign to gain interest and to hopefully find some strategic partners. He turns the light off in his office and shuts the door. End of episode. Yeah. Nicely done, everyone. Thank you. Very nicely done. That was Ooh. great, right? Keep going. We'll move on. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, I think that's kind of okay. a good overview. I'm not trying to talk for three hours about going to the bathroom. So right. other things that may come up. So we kind of talked about depression a little bit earlier. So not only can your condition make you depressed, but your medications can add to it. Opioids can make you feel kind of crazy, mess with your mood. Yes, so that's something else to keep so. in mind. I would really recommend seeing a therapist talking to somebody, seeing a psychologist, psychiatrist, someone that can help you manage your mood. I know you may not want to take extra medications on top of everything, but I think it very at the very least, if you talk to somebody, I, I mean, think that's good. I actually need to get back into doing this. Mm -hmm. Now that we have new insurance, we're going to get me back into one mm -hmm. because I'm still on a ton of medications that 
fucks with my mind. Yeah. And it makes me, one day I can be fine. The next day I can be mean. And the next day I can be extremely happy. Mm-hmm. You just never know. And mm-hmm. that's part of, I guess, living with chronic pain. Yeah. And like I said, it's the whatever chronic illness you have already messes with you. And then they add the medications on and that can mess with you too. So you got to kind of balance that out. And a lot of medications that you take may already make you feel tired. So you may have that problem during the day, like a lot of daytime, daytime drowsiness, fatigue. Again, yes. pain medications going to cause sleepiness. You also take Lyrica that can cause sleepiness. If you take, like we said, the sleeping medications sometimes can cause next day sleepiness, which is something you want to talk to your doctor about because you don't want to keep adding to it. But that's what really I think sucks is yeah. if you're tired, but then you yeah. don't sleep well. And I, I just feel bad because. Right. It just drives terrible. you nuts because yeah. she'll be dead asleep and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. I know it should be asleep. I've literally stayed up and sat on the couch all night, all day, and or not all day, but all night, mm-hmm. and waited till people got up the next day because mm-hmm. they couldn't sleep. And I didn't want to just lay down, so I got up and went in the next room and tried to sleep out there, but that didn't work. So a good rule of thumb if you're having trouble sleeping too is to try and avoid any caffeine after like 12 o'clock this afternoon. Try not to do any sort of caffeinated drinks or anything that can stimulate you, make it harder to go to sleep. Try not to use your phone or watch TV too late at night, which we, I'm not saying we do this because I'm, we don't. We definitely watch TV, movies, whatever, up until bedtime. So, yeah, we do. We're guilty of this. But if you want recommendations and you're having trouble sleeping, turning off anything with the blue screen, so it's your TV, your phone, whatever, at least an hour or so before you go to bed. So making sure that your bedroom is a quiet space, try not to do other things in there. So if you have to work at home, try not to work in there because then you start to associate it with work versus sleep is what they say. I don't know how 100% accurate that is, but that's what's recommended too, is that the bedroom is not for working or anything that's a stimulating activity because you may have trouble sleeping then. And then obviously making it comfortable and cool. Usually it's easier to sleep if it's cool at night versus being hot. So we have like 10,000 fans. That makes sense. Set up in our room. That makes sense. Yeah, I know I sleep better. If I'm hot, I don't really sleep very well. But if I'm if it's cooler in the room, I know I sleep better. Right. No, I understand. And then try not to drink a whole lot of water or anything right before bed so you don't have to get up in the middle of the night. Is another thing if that's something that kind of keeps you up too. Is that it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's the I next? don't know if you have any thoughts, but no, I I recommend I agree with anything that you say. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a lot of this I'm learning. I know mm-hmm. I know people have probably told me this, mm-hmm. but I've been told so much that I'm just like, okay, yeah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's actually fascinating hearing this from you. Yeah, I see. So I'm gonna contribute to the conversation when I can, but mm-hmm. mostly I'm just like, oh wow. I'm sitting back in awe, being like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is why we're doing this, and this mm-hmm. is why we're doing that. And I'm sure people listening are going to appreciate all the information you're giving, mm-hmm. because I do. Uh, let's see, what else can we talk about? 
Any other side effects or anything? I think you hit all the ones I'm on. Okay. If you have any side effects that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, please either go to Instagram and hit us up, limitlessbroadcasting.com, or not .com, I always say that, but it's Limitless Broadcasting, or you can go on Instagram, mm-hmm. The Painful Truth of, of Living, living with, with Chronic Pain. pain. Mm-hmm. Look us up and let us know. Mm-hmm. Or you can go in the show notes mm-hmm. in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever and leave us a message. Mm-hmm. Please like, subscribe. I know I usually say this at the end, mm-hmm. but it really does help out the show. And yeah. we can start a dialogue mm-hmm. because I'm dealing with this. I'm sure a lot of our listeners and everybody is dealing with let us know mm-hmm. where we want to know that not I'm not the only one dealing with these problems. Mm-hmm. So let us know. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would really say is when you're on a lot of these medications, make sure that you keep your doctor's appointments. Yes, not just like so. with like pain management, but with your primary care doctor, you need to have a primary care doctor because yeah. they need to do blood work and keep track of things because a lot of these medications can mess with your liver over time and you want to kind of stay on top of that to make sure there's no issues there or any other weird blood spikes, you know, right. like you know, your the... white blood count or anything strange is going on so they can catch any like infections or anything that may be going on too that you're not aware of. You know, every time we go to our primary doctor, I like her, don't get me wrong, but she's always referring me out to something. Oh, let's go this, oh, let's go that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get annoyed keeping her around because I see Dr. Thomas Mm -hmm. more than I see my primary doctor. And I feel like if I'm having something, an issue, I'm more prone to saying Dr. Thomas, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. How can you help me than calling up my primary doctor? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have one, but it's just, she doesn't always do or always kind of there sometimes well the problem is is that she's there to do the primary care so she'll do your blood work she'll check in with you she can give you refills on any sort of like basic things that Mm -hmm. you maybe need like your cholesterol medication she's going to monitor you for that and take care of that right right and make sure your triglycerides aren't high because that can cause pancreas issues and for you personally i'm talking about now that's kind of what the primary doctor is there for but you have anxiety issues or depression they really shouldn't be treating you for that because you should be going to a specialist so i would agree with that because you want to see someone whose practice is just for that right now she's looking at you like we always like to say it's good to be looked at as a whole person but you do sometimes need to go see somebody who specializes in one thing so the therapist, psychiatrist, whatever, they're not going to treat you because, you know, you're having the tingling feeling in your fingers today, but you're feeling down and depressed. They're going to help you with that. Right. So it's good to go see specialists. Yes. And like recently she wants you to go see a neurologist because of your headaches. And again, you're still having tingling feeling. Yeah. I'm dealing with that today. Yes. So pain management helps a little bit with the tingly feeling and whatnot because they give you the lyrica and right. all that but if you go see a neurologist their entire specialty that's all they do is they right. look at your nerves 
and right. see what's going on. So that's beneficial because you're going to see someone who's an expert in it. Mm-hmm. So your primary primary care doctor knows a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But they're not an expert in some areas. Right. So it would make sense for you to go see someone and she wants you to get the best care. So that's why. And for anyone else asking the same question, they may refer you out because they want you to see an expert, just like for osteopathic manipulation. Dr. Thomas is an expert in that. Right. But you wouldn't just go see any doctor for that sort of treatment. So he's a specialist because that's why you go see him. The great thing about Dr. Thomas is even though he does osteopathic manipulation, he also was a primary care doctor. Mm -hmm. So he knows a lot. (laughs) My dad, even though he was an osteopathic doctor, he was also a primary care doctor. Mm -hmm. So he would say, oh, he would treat me for this. He would treat me for that. Mm -hmm. Or he would say, you need to go to the hospital Mm -hmm. and you need to be checked out. Yeah. And you know, that's why I'm more prone to saying, hey, because I see him more on a regular basis. I see him right now once a week, but I was going Mm -hmm. to see him twice a week and I've done that for almost four years. Mm -hmm. There was one time I was going three times a week. Mm -hmm. I just, every time I'm feeling like I need my body checked out, I can increase it. But the most I'll ever do right now is about two. But but you you see him. We have that rapport. Yes. And the type of treatment that he does he is much more. It's not medicine based. Right. As in he's going to throw a bunch of prescriptions at you. Right. He's may recommend some natural medications. Right. He's going to focus more on trying to heal your body as a whole mm-hmm. versus like here's some ibuprofen and some prednisone. Mm-hmm. But if he does give you that, there's a reason. Right. And Absolutely. he will write prescriptions for that. So that's the difference with him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you go and see someone who's an expert in something, I think that's the best. Just like we went and saw Dr. Chen. And he's a neurosurgeon. He's an expert in his field. Right. That is his specialty. So we wouldn't go see Dr. Thomas. I love him, but we wouldn't go see him so he can operate on your spine. Right. <laughs> because right. that's not his area. But Dr. Chen, that was his area. So you get what I'm saying? It's frustrating, I know, to get referred out. And I think that's mostly because a lot of specialists are backed up. Mm-hmm. So when you're trying to get in to see them, it can take a while. And even when you go see Dr. Parnes, who you, you've been seeing, I like sometimes Dr. it's a struggle. But it can it, be a struggle. It takes to get me in. almost a month mm-hmm. to go see him. Mm-hmm. I'm asking these questions not just for me, but for our listeners. Yeah. For you guys that might be having the same question: Why am I doing this? Why mm-hmm. do I have to do this? This is why. Mm-hmm. And Sammy is that kind of expert that can answer these questions for you. We know that she's an expert in this, so that's why. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, I that's why I think you should go see specialists. Yeah. But you want to make sure, like we've always said, you find the right one that actually looks at you as a whole person and Mm -hmm. you get along with. Again, if something if you go see a doctor and something in your gut says, "Eh, this Mm -hmm. isn't right, you probably should listen to that because Mm -hmm. something is not right. And even if we're going to find like a therapist. If you don't click with the first one, then you should keep looking because you definitely want to find for that sort of thing, and whether it's a just for therapy where you just talk 
you're mm-hmm. getting medications, so you see like a psychiatrist, I would definitely recommend that you have a good rapport with them. Yeah, right. Because if you don't, then you're not going to really, yeah, you're not going to benefit from it. So if you're going and it's, it doesn't have to be like you dislike them, mm-hmm. but the rapport just isn't there. I mean, they're, they shouldn't, if they're good at what they do, they shouldn't be offended if you go look elsewhere because you need to find someone you're really comfortable with. Right. I really liked my therapist. Mm-hmm. Actually, I miss talking to him, mm-hmm. but it just, some things went on and it just, I mean, I, he was trying to help me. It wasn't ended badly, but it just, I didn't like where I was going anymore. And so I had to end that mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. But that's why, but mm-hmm. I'm on the hunt for a different one. Yeah. So when I find one, we can do a whole podcast episode on me finding a new therapist and what it's like and how I like to interact with that person. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. I think this basically wraps up this episode. Mm -hmm. I think we pretty much got it out. Yeah. Again, if you need any information, limitlessbroadcasting.com. Hit us up on Instagram, Mm -hmm. limitlessbroadcasting, or the painful truth of living with chronic pain, both on Instagram, both Mm -hmm. handles. Mm -hmm. Please do us a favor and like, subscribe, and write a review Mm -hmm. on any podcast platform that you listen on it really does help the show and it gets Mm -hmm. people more interested in the show and it helps out our ratings Mm -hmm. so we would really appreciate that Mm -hmm. this has been a great episode i've really learned a lot so thank you you're welcome it was fun yeah we have we have a lot of fun producing this show for you Mm -hmm. so there you go yeah yep all right all right well, thank you. Well, do you do you need to do the outro? Well, you kind of did it. Oh, okay. Because you told them to follow us and go to the website. So. But do you want to do it just to make sure? No, because you just did it all. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you for paying attention and listening. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.